believe that you can heal yourself? Too often we give our power away to something outside of ourselves and rarely, if ever, trust and tap into our innate healing power and intuition. Everyone has this capability to heal in ways we never thought possible. It's your sovereign right to claim and have true health and lasting wellness. Now, here is the host of the Dr. Dolores Show, Dr. Dolores Fazzino, nurse practitioner, medical intuitive, and energy whisperer. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in our wonderful universe. Welcome to another episode of Healing in Ways You Never Thought Possible in our Miraculous Healing Series. And since my guest was unable to attend today, I decided that I'll share my story with you. You know, each one of us has amazing healing stories, and sometimes we don't think they are that amazing, but they are. And hopefully my story will inspire you as well. Believe it or not, I was on a pathway to become a concert clarinetist. In fact, I had no interest in going into healthcare at all. But I'm going to share a little bit about my upbringing and my childhood that will give you a better understanding of who I am. Um, I was born an empath, intuitive, and a highly sensitive person, so I came into this existence as that. My parents really didn't know what to do with me because I felt things at a very deep level, okay? Um, in fact, I was probably considered a very sensitive child because everything seemed to bother me. What we know now is, in fact, is that people who are highly sensitive, they're just ultra tuned in to everything and they feel things at a very deep level. So knowing that little piece of information I was raised in a household where um, feeling emotions was not considered a good thing. In fact, my mom's MO for that was ignore it, it'll go away. And sometimes when you say that to somebody who's an empath, intuitive and a highly sensitive person, the last thing that happens is that it doesn't go away and it gets bigger. So I used to tell my, tell my mother, it's like, it's not going away, it's getting bigger. So with that piece of information as well, for me to um, survive my childhood, I needed to channel my emotion into something creative. So of course that was music and I really excelled at that. Now add on another layer that when I was in second grade, my father, ended up having to have back surgery um, for a ruptured disc. And that was back in the 1960s when um, things were in the real uh, early stages of development of medic medications and procedures uh, as to what we know today in, in you know, modern medicine. And so he ended up having back surgery and then he ended up picking a picking up a hospital acquired infection which back in 1966 they didn't have the medications or the technologies to first of all diagnose that but to actually heal that so my dad was in the hospital for over two months we couldn't see him what last i remembered my vision of him in second grade was that he was this really robust man probably 
probably about 180 pounds. And when I saw him, when he came home, he was this uh, skeleton of a man, maybe 125 pounds. He just was wasted away and, you know, almost, he pretty much died on us when I was in second grade. And of course, having, not being able to feel um, really added to that because I knew that there was something really bad going on, but my mom would not address the issue and just pretend everything was fine when it wasn't. So many people, uh, you know, have kids and they try to sugarcoat it or not tell them the whole thing, but the kids usually can perceive the way things are, even though no words can be said, it's all an energy. That's one thing to remember. So my dad survived from that in 1966, but four years later in 1970, my dad got violently ill once again, was in the hospital, and he had developed abscesses throughout his abdominal cavity and needed to be in the hospital, have major surgery to clear out those abscesses, and he was pretty much on his deathbed again. And then one other thing that happened that he did get better, but that happened three other times in addition to that. So from 1970 to 1975, what the heck is going on here? Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, so my computer's acting strange again. But anyway, so... From 1970 to 1975, my dad had four episodes of this type of thing. And so my childhood was like an emotional roller coaster for those years. And, you know, you figure you are uh, an adolescent, you're trying to find yourself and you can't feel and because you're not allowed to and all this other stuff. Um, it was really very challenging to survive my childhood. And so I did whatever I could to survive and I channeled my energy into music. But it wasn't until 1975 when the fourth episode of this happened. And in 1975, we have to remember that the CAT scan -er was just uh, introduced into uh, modern medicine as a technique to uh, diagnose and assist in diagnosing uh, patients. And so they put my dad underneath that CAT scanner and what they found was that where his problem was stemming from was where he had that original surgery back in 1966. And he had some type of process going on there that whenever his immune system got compromised, it would trigger and it would set into motion, this whole sequela of events that had happened four previous times. And so the Western medicines uh, realized that the solution for this was to have my father have a, uh, what they call a spinal fusion, which is a, a back surgery, but you have to remember in 1975, it was in its neophyte stages of development. So it came with a lot of uh, problems, meaning that it came with a high um, failure rate. It came with a, you know, you could probably die from this and you could probably be paralyzed from this. And of course, my mom heard all that and she was just not, you know, I think it really frightened her. And so 
Um, the other thing that <laughs> she found was, believe it or not, back in 1970s, there wasn't a lot of information out there. A lot of lay people got their information from, you know, newspapers, magazines, so on and so forth. And my mom came across this um, article that was in the National Enquirer of all places. And it was a featured article about a minister from Carroll, Michigan, uh, Reverend Alex Holmes, who had the gift of laying on of hands, healing, and he was being featured in an article because he had the capability of assisting his brother in 1975 to heal from leukemia. And Reverend Holmes at that time had been doing this work for well, you know, about 25 years. So he had been doing it since the 1950s. And so my mom was all over this, like bread on uh, butter on bread. My father, not so much, him being the skeptic. He said, you know, not unless the surgeon agrees. So it just so happened that my parents were in the hospital because my dad was in the hospital at that time. And the surgeon who was to be my dad's physician was at the nurse's station. So my mom went out to the nurse's station and announced to the doctor that I'm thinking about having a spiritual healer come in to assist my husband. Would that be okay? The surgeon was at the nurse's station, sitting down, writing, looked up at my mom, said, sure, that would be fine. So my mom figured, okay, this was the blessing from the surgeon. So she shared that information with my father and my father agreed. And so it was pretty much a done deal. And in that, you know, maybe three or four minutes went by, my mom went back out to the nurse's station, the same surgeon sitting there and sharing that information, you know, with the surgeon, she said that, you know, my husband agreed to have the spiritual healer come in. And the surgeon said, what are you talking about? I never agreed to that. Of course, my mom didn't share that piece of information with my dad, but it just showed me that how the universe was lining things up behind the scenes in order for the next part of the story that I'm going to share with you. So a month later, Reverend Holmes was at our home in Connecticut. I grew up in New England and my siblings, I'm one of four, and I and my two grandmothers were there sitting around the kitchen table with my father and Reverend Holmes. And I remember meeting the man and he, he was just a very humble, very grounded individual. And just, you could just feel a lot of love and um, compassion coming from the man. And so he noticed that my father had one leg that was shorter than the other. It was, my dad had a leg length discrepancy about a, about an inch, and he did wear a lift in his shoes. However, I'm not sure how the Reverend knew that this was so because my dad was barefoot and there was no shoes and no lifts or any type of devices in sight. So he did have my father put both his legs up as he was sitting down, and you could tell that there was a one-inch gap there. Had my father lower his legs, and he said some prayers over my father. He touched his 
abdomen where his solar plexus was and the top of his head where his crown chakra was and said some prayers. And, you know, three minutes later, he announced, okay, now put both your feet up. And so my father put both his feet up and I kid you not, they were the same length. My father started bawling like a baby, like I've never witnessed before. Because for my father, he realized that something was happening and he needed the visual response. For me, I witnessed a miracle and I knew my life changed in that moment forever. I knew that it was no longer my life's journey to become a concert clarinetist. It was my life's work to go into healthcare, become a healthcare provider, and provide possibilities for people to heal in ways they never thought possible, to become the bridge from the physical to the spiritual, from the what you can see and what you can't see, the invisible to the visible. So that's my story, <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. What happened with my dad, interestingly enough, he received another 30 minutes of healing from the Reverend, Reverend Holmes, and he was instructed to go to bed. And he did, and he slept for over 24 hours. So what's important to know when there's massive energy healing and energy work going on with a person is sometimes everything in their energy field is getting reshuffled and revamped. And it's, it's like, a computer getting a huge download of information. And what we need to do sometimes is reboot the computer in order to start it. Sometimes when you get a lot of energy work done, you need to lie down and rest and maybe even sleep so your body could recalibrate itself to a higher vibration and frequency. And that's, I believe, happened with my father. My father returned a month later, back in 1975, to the CAT scanner where they found no further evidence of any problem regarding his previous problems of coming in with his immune system getting compromised and then coming in with this full-blown regalia of problems. Never had to have the surgery, never had to revisit that problem the rest of his life, and he passed away about 10 years ago at the age of 80. So... What I'm here to share is that healings can happen and they could happen in many different ways, not just what we think that A plus B equals C. I'm just inviting our audience to realize that things can happen more like a matrix. Things are interconnected in ways we have no idea, but yet once we get it dialed in and follow our intuition on things, amazing things can happen. So thank you so much for listening. And I hope this story was an inspiration to you because I know we all have our own. And I invite you to start sharing those with other people because you never know how your story is going to touch, influence, or impact somebody's life. And I think we all need to have some type of 
inspiration to these days so that we can move forward because many of us are here to do important things on their wonderful earth. So next week, we are going to speak with Nancy Benitez. She was supposed to be on today and I had some glitchy things happening with my um, programs here. And of course, Mercury just went direct from retrograde. So I'm not surprised that things are acting up, but that's just what happens sometimes. You just have to be flexible and learn how to pivot. So I wanna thank everybody for coming and listening. And I really would love for people to um, like our YouTube channel. And it's at dr.doloresfazino, healing in ways you never thought possible. And if you ever have problems, Staying in the present moment, have I got a solution for you? I have a, offer a free meditation that's very simple. It's about five minutes, and it helps you ground and stay in the present moment. Because as we know, when you are in the present moment, you're right here right now. You could feel and you could just enjoy yourself and just be. Because we need to experience more being in our world instead of doing. So I'm signing off for now. And join us next time for another episode of Healing in Ways You Never Thought Possible. Bye now. Thank you for listening to The Dr. Dolores Show. Dr. Dolores returns Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, remember to be kind to yourself and create your best life. You are worth it.